AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. What's up, guys? It is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. I'm here with my best friend, Grace. Um, Hello. Oh, that was the best hello you've done. (laughs) Can't say that because people will know we're recording multiple ones. Well, the cat's out of the bag then. (laughs) Maybe we need to talk about that. I think that is a good topic to talk about. So we should get into this immediately, I feel like. I have really been getting in my head. This is the first Velvet's Edge podcast, and I've been putting so much pressure on myself for this to be so perfect and so amazing that I've recorded a couple (laughs) and ditched them. (laughs) Um, It's because you're a perfectionist. I am. I'm a perfectionist, and this is really important to me. So I want it to be good, and I want people to like it, and I think that's a natural reaction is you just start to put so much pressure on yourself that you can't even function I was sitting here (laughs) for about 10 minutes before we started saying, how do I introduce myself? Is it a what's up? Is it a, hey, hey guys, how are you? I mean, how do you, what do you say? I don't even know. I guess you go with what's up. I think that's what I went with. (laughs) What's up? I tried to not think about it too much more, but yeah, what's up flowed naturally tonight. So I'll probably switch that out. That's one thing you guys can look forward to. (laughs) Um, But I brought Grace in just basically for moral support and also because it makes it easier for me to talk to a human being versus just talk to myself. And Grace will be coming around for a lot of the Velvet's Edge podcast, so you should get to know her as well. I do always think it's impressive when you have like a radio show or a podcaster who has a whole conversation by themselves. It's like, how do you even do that? I have zero idea. I would have to be highly intoxicated. Right. And then I don't know who would want to listen. (laughs) I would. Actually, everybody would probably want to listen. Let's get real. Um, But yeah, so this whole introduction of a podcast thing has been an interesting experience for me because I am a perfectionist, as we said, and I kept finding myself being like, what do I say? How do I say it? I felt like I was needing to sell myself a little bit to everyone, you know, like, here's who I am and this is what I do and it just would never feel right. So today I hit this wall where I was like, I can't fear is guiding me. So I can't do that. And we decided to just sit down, have a couple cocktails and talk to you guys. So that's what we're doing. Cheers. Cheers. Um, But I do feel it's important for you guys to understand what the Velvet's Edge podcast will be and what you have to look forward to and what to kind of expect. So we were going to talk through a couple things with that. And that was another thing I put pressure on myself, though, because I felt like I had to have one answer. And I think the biggest thing I could think of is that this podcast is basically going to be a direct reflection of my blog, Velvet's Edge. Velvetsedge.com if you want to check it out. No shame in my game. <laughs> um, 
But on the pot, on the blog, you cover everything. I cover everything, and it's just become it's work. Beca- work. It's I, I'm a hair and makeup artist. I sometimes do styling for some of my clients um, who happen to be in the celebrity world. So it's it's interesting stuff, and it's like fun stuff that I can kind of give people tips on how to do hair and makeup or different outfits that I like to piece together. But then I also talk about like just life, the food I eat, the places I'm traveling to. The products I'm trying that I really, really like. The procedures you get done. So I got microneedling done today, um, and I'm in a little bit of pain. <laughs> Not going to lie. Y'all, her face is pretty red, if I'm honest. It's a little tomato colored, but I feel like tomorrow I'm going to look like a fresh flower. <laughs> I've been spraying. I have this. It's called, how do you say that? No glue. It's water. It's, in a can. It's-, <laughs> it's fancy, expensive water that someone convinced me to buy. Hey, it's worth every Avenue. penny right now. I know, right? I keep spritzing my whole face with it, and it feels like heaven. It's like having a really bad sunburn, huh. microneedling. I think it looks that way, too. <laughs> yeah, pretty spot on. I will say uh, my face was not microneedled today, and the water feels good to me, too. So maybe people <laughs> should just get it anyway. If we but. could say the name, I would yeah. tell people to get it, but I'll <laughs> link it in my blog. <laughs> Did I mention that's velvetsedge.com? <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, so the podcast will probably be a direct reflection of that, and that's always different, you know, it, depending on – what I'm doing or what I'm going through, I'm just, I'm kind of just an open book. So I think that's why people like you. Yeah. I think that's really important to me being genuine and being as vulnerable as possible to strangers as you can be. (laughs) It's tough sometimes, but I do think it's important and it's important for me to feel true to myself. So I just always try to keep it a little bit real. And I think it takes practice too. Yes. Like agreed. being vulnerable is not just something that comes. You're like, I'm going to decide to be vulnerable. Right. Well, I mean, I've been trying for a couple months to be vulnerable <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> and hopefully this is going to be the time it works. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's like, also it's like, I think about, okay, who am I interested in? And that's why this, when this opportunity came up, I got super excited because the one thing on my blog is I just, I talk a lot about like what I'm going through, but I have so many cool people in my life. But I mean, I, I have just like interesting people with interesting stories that I've met along the way or that are somehow inspiring to me. Like- and I Give me an example. I mean, I think about, like, some of my best friends. Like, okay, Mary Hilliard Harrington. She's, like, one of the top dogs at Red Light Management, which is, like, the biggest management company in Nashville. They have any artist you could probably name. They basically rep. Any act that, like, you could probably think of in Nashville. Dirks Bentley, who I also work with. I mean, I'm trying to think. Lady A. Like, there's so many huge acts. It started with the Dave Matthews Band. It's a huge thing. But Mary's, like, the boss bitch over there. And she used to work for Donald Trump. So, I mean, stories for days. Kristen Cavallari is a good friend of mine. Um, Obviously, she has her own stories. Let's see. Annie, Dirks' stylist, who also is Justin Timberlake's stylist. Like, these people, I feel like they need a platform. Right. So, I can't wait to talk to people like that. And But something I do on my blog is when I get in a rut, like we said... I've sort of been in one, not a rut, but I've, I've been self-defeating maybe. I've had some self-doubt happening to me. And when that creeps in, like, I think there's certain things that I do. And something I do on my blog is I talk, I just talk through the processes that I do. So, And I think that's something everyone can relate to because you don't need a podcast or blog to have those moments in your life, right? Oh, my like, God, 100%. Everyone 
you know, gets down on themselves. It's easy to yeah. do. We're all human, you know. Or it's like, I'm sure in any career, you go through these changes or you go through, you want to interview for a new job and you convince yourself of all the reasons you're not qualified or that you're not the right person, you know. And right before you walk into the interview, you have to like pump yourself up, right? Right. So that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so Grace and I were going to talk through a couple of our different tips for what we do when we get in a funk, when we bump up against fear, um, or just just when that self-doubt creeps in. Well, I'll start with one that's pretty simple, and I've actually talked about this. I was interviewed on another podcast called Mirror Mirror, and it's a beauty podcast, and she was asking me a lot about like inner beauty and what I do to try to keep my insides beautiful we all focus so much on like outer beauty and how to maintain our youth and all of that stuff but it's just important to focus on inner beauty so for me one of those things is I googled positive affirmations it sounds so fucking cheesy (laughs) but I googled it I printed out there's multiple websites that'll come up if you google that just positive self-affirmations and I printed them out I cut them up into little strips and I put them in a ziploc bag and I pull one every day And it kind of sits on my bathroom counter. And it's something that can help me to kind of just get back in touch with myself and remind myself of who I am, what's important in my life, and not let all the voices in my head overwhelm me or just weigh me down to the point where I can't function, you know? So you do that every single day? I do. And it's a different one? The one that I just just grabbed my little bag and the one that I pulled today says... All is well in my world, and I trade love and acceptance with the world. And for some reason, it's like I can read that and just, I don't know, I have peace. And then I walk into the world, and I don't, like, there's some days where I just feel so defeated, you know, and you can compare yourself so much that people become your enemies versus just, like, looking at people with a positive regard. So something like that would just make me peaceful and love people. Yeah. I think it is important to, like, not be so critical of each other and just like mm-hmm. extend grace because that's what we want in return, right? Like we Absolutely. don't want to be held to a standard of like perfection. And um, when everybody's got their own shit going on at all times, right? Do you have one for us? Yes. Yeah, so one of the things that I do is I actually went to Tony Robbins in November of last year. I feel like me and all the listeners right now need to know all the details. I've heard so much about these conferences. I know. So the thing is, like, me going into this, I was very skeptical. I was like, what the... I had to go for work. Okay. Okay. So my bosses wanted me to go. So you were required. Yes-ish, but, like, I I was interested. Yeah. But I also was, like, very skeptical. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is not going to be for me. This guy is just out to make a buck, blah, blah, blah. And I left, like, obsessed with him. He is so charming and charismatic, and he really cares about the people he, you know. It would be really easy for him to sit there and coach millionaires all day and, like, not do the stuff he does to people like me. But he feels like he was given this gift, and he wants to impact the most number of lives he can. And so he does these big conferences where there's tons of people there instead of just, like, jet-setting from billionaire to billionaire to billionaire. Anyways. So... I, after going to that, I was really into creating this vision. What do I see? What do I want for my life? So, a vision board. Mm -hmm. And I made my first one a couple months ago. So. What does your vision board look like? Because I also just put a mood board up in my house. And I'm like, 
I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly I want to put on there. What I believe in the power of manifesting. I truly right. do. Well, I didn't until this, and now I'm like, I really believe Tony it. Tony Robbins beat it mm-hmm. into you. He did. <laughs> and yeah, so I have like some personal stuff, whether it's mm-hmm. like health goals or whatever. Then I have some stuff with my husband, goals there. So I'm totally talking feel- about goals because that's another one of my things. I'm very intentional about setting goals and tracking okay. them. But my vision is the vision I want with my husband, the vision I want with my daughter, the vision I want for whatever work. So do you actually take pictures of, like, let's say for your daughter, you want her to go to college. Do you take a picture of a a college graduate cap or something? I did, and like I said, it's my first one, so I'm definitely not an expert, but I basically want to set one for this calendar year. Like, what do I want... That's good. Start small. Right. Like, I'm not trying <laughs> I'm to say... I'm going 18. Her daughter's one. <laughs> not even. No. Okay. Right. But, right. Mm-hmm. I just did, like, what do I want for this year? Not, okay. like, what I want in 20 years. Because, like, yeah. that feels too far away, and you might... It's intimidating. Yes. Like, December right now doesn't feel that far away. So, I can right. focus on what do I want to happen in my life by December. So, can you share some of the things you did? On my blog? On my board? Yeah. Okay. Your uh, blog. Did you start one? I don't know. <laughs> What's the URL? So being a new mom, like, it's really important for me to have that, like, work-life balance. Right. And I think so many parents or moms or whatever um, focus on, like, their kids and their jobs. Yeah. And, like, I feel like a lot of times my husband, I don't put enough emphasis there. So, like, us doing date nights and things like that. Like, he and I setting aside time for just he and I is really important to me this year. It's so big. Right, because it's like, you have to do work, and you have to do your kids. It's like, I feel like your spouse is what falls by the wayside sometimes. And, like, that's why a lot of couples have a really rocky road when they have young children. Not saying all of them, but just, you know. Well, no. So, for me, that is something that's, like, really big on my vision board. Actually, on my vision board, I put that I wanted to have a new house by the end of the year. Oh, my God, and you just bought a house. And I closed one day, yeah. So so it's happening. Yeah, I guess it happened quicker than I thought. So, so on my vision board currently is a picture of Taylor Kitsch <laughs> from Friday Night Lights. It's literally what? the only thing on her board. I just got started, but what do you think that means for the rest of my year? Do you, am I, I manifesting that shit? I think yours is just what you like to look at. <laughs> Well, that's fair, too. But... I mean, I'm not mad about it either. I know. I feel like every guest who comes to my house would enjoy that. Except maybe if I'm dating a new guy. (laughs) He might be like, um... (laughs) Um, That's so... That's good. So you put stuff on your board. You... I think that the power in manifesting is not like we're so powerful that we can control our lives necessarily. But I do think you start believing in... It's what you said. It's about setting goals almost. It's like... You put it out there, this is what I want. And if you can accept about yourself what you want for your life. You're going to work towards you it You start harder. working towards it. Exactly. Right. So what about the goals? Is that kind of, t- they're all tied in together. Yes. But yeah, they're all. Do you make like a list or do you? Yeah, so I'm in sales. So a lot of my goals are, are work oriented. Right. Um, hitting certain numbers, doing certain things to hit those numbers and so on and so forth. And I try to do all my goals like quarterly. Yeah. And just, like, reset them every quarter. What's a quarter for a person who doesn't work in quarter terms? <laughs> Three months. Okay, perfect. 12 weeks. Good to know. 12 weeks. So yeah. 
one of the things I like to do, for some reason this sounds so simple, but it's really been a game changer for me the last couple of years. Anytime that I hit a wall with my blog, with Velvet's Edge, um, which is a lot, or a lot of times with the hair and makeup stuff, it's like, you can't just pull stuff out of your ass all the time, you know? You constantly have to be growing and changing and finding inspiration places. And um, if I don't do that, then I put all this pressure on myself to create these things that I don't have the inspiration behind. So mm-hmm. something simple like spending an hour before a big event or before um, I have my meetings with my Velvet's Edge people about what we're going to put on the calendar that week is I just sit on Pinterest or I even get on YouTube and I'll just start Googling stuff um, or listen to another podcast and just seek inspiration because you don't think about it but because you don't want to copy someone else, right? So sometimes I'll think like, oh, if I go look at Pinterest, I'll just be like stealing ideas. But what happens to me is I like, let's say I look up um, red dress makeup. That's what we're doing tomorrow, you and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grace is an event. She's wearing a red dress. I'm going to do her makeup. And so probably what I'll do is I'll get on Pinterest and I'll look that up. But what will happen is I'll see all these different pictures and I'll take different bits and pieces from each picture and I'll create my own thing. So I'm not copying, but I do find inspiration in these things. Like today I listened to a podcast, for example. Let me see what the name was. I'm trying to find it. It was something about social media. Here it is. Social Media Marketing with Mike Sesner. It's a really good podcast, by the way, if anyone's interested. But the topic was just personal branding and how to create and market yourself. And that was sort of what I was worried so much about is how do I tell the people, like, who am I? I don't, I mean, that's such a, it's such a big, broad topic that you don't really always know how to address. And so well, you don't have to do it often where you explain who you are to people because people just know you or they get to know right, you. Right, over time. And right. I, for some reason I was putting all this pressure, like people have to just know all this stuff about me after the first podcast and, or else they're not going to tune in, you know, like it's just, it become it happens over time, but I listened to this podcast and so much great, I got so much great insight from it just of basically like how to define yourself and find what you're good at and also find what you're bad at and like figure out a way to either take that out of your brand or hire someone to do it. You always say that, buy what you're bad at. That's so important in a business setting and just finding confidence in yourself and your brand. Or just as a person to be self-aware, to know your strengths, know your flaws, because you can't fix what you don't know. So right, when you don't know if you're hurting people or you're bad at this or, or whatever, you can't work towards getting better at it. I do listen to a lot of podcasts for inspiration as well. I love, if you don't listen, I'm sure you do. What is it? Oprah's super... I thought you were going to say bitch sesh. <laughs> I was no. like, duh, listen, we talk about it all the time. Oh, uh, no. No, but for motivation stuff, like, I Oprah. love listening to Oprah podcast. Network. I haven't yet. I really do need to because I'm a huge Oprah fan. Oprah 2020 for me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love Super Soul Sundays. Well, that's what my cousin. Yeah, yeah, so she has so, that. I need to listen. It's so good. She interviewed people and you're just like she's just so good no one is more inspiring than Oprah I don't I was doing a giveaway on my blog recently it was something so small I don't remember what it was oh it was like it was like a 20% off code <laughs> but it felt so good to give that to see people and I was like is this what Oprah, Oprah feels, feels like, like? 
Although she's giving away cars and probably houses. I mean, who God knows what at this You're point. You're basically but the Oprah of the blog world. I feel like I might be. <laughs> it felt good. I'm not going to lie. You get a 20% off. You get a 20% off. But just kidding. I only have one. So only you get one. <laughs> no, it was a code for everyone, okay? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, But something they said on the podcast I listened to is, when you're authentic, you attract the best and you repel the rest. And I thought that was so something so simple. I made for some reason that took a lot of the pressure off that I was thinking about today because if I say something in this podcast right now or if I cuss too many times or whatever that is just who I am right like that the, that's the way I talk but the people who get pissed off at me or who don't or who aren't interested like they're just, just not your people they're not my people right. I just want to find my people in this so I don't know that took a lot of the pressure off um, do you have another one or do you want me to give my, no, you can give yours. Are you, do you have one? No. Okay. I mean, I mean, so this might be like the closing statement one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like this is a really good way to go out with a bang. But so yesterday I was driving and I was brainstorming, um, podcast ideas and decided it was time. Usually when I'm in a funk, I turn on like R and B or rap or something, you know, Beyonce, something to really pump me up. And it dawned on me. I knew what song I needed. And do you know what song that was? I don't. Erica Jane, How Many Fucks Do I Give? Zero. <laughs> zero, 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 none. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who Erica Jane is... You need to. Well, first, that's, that we're repelling the rest right now. Yeah. <laughs> you are not our people. You are not our people. Sorry. She is on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And if you try to say you don't watch The Real Housewives, again, (laughs) not my people. (laughs) It's my favorite show. Um, But yeah, Erica Jane is a character on The Real Housewives. A character. Well, she's a person. She's an actual person. Actually, Grace, Erica Jane is a character. character. Erica Girardi is a person. Mythbusters. Yeah. But Erica Jane is a character of Erica Girardi, who is a person on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But she, how would you describe Erica Jane? She's a person who owns herself beyond any, like, I've never seen someone own herself more than Erica Jane. But yet her song is about how many fucks do I give? She literally, the lyrics are, how many fucks do I give? Zero, 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 none. Yeah. And the problem is, is I give too many fucks. Yeah. I'll find a way to give fucks about things I shouldn't care about. I don't understand how people are so chill. That's all I've been doing is giving fuck after fuck after (laughs) fuck. (sighs) So I want to not give a fuck, but of course I give a fuck. Um, But for some reason, when I listen to Erica's song, I can take a step back and go, right. Like, I know I give way more fucks than Erica, but I don't need to give as many fucks as I'm giving, probably. It's a, it's a way to calm down, and I think it's a way to laugh about anything you're thinking about. Nothing in life is that important. It really just isn't. So I think that's a pretty good summary of that's definitely what we do when we're feeling those icky funk moods. But um, I think that's a good summary of kind of what's going to come up on Velvet's Edge. It's just me working through life stuff and exploring different life factors so um, if you want more information you can always check out velvetsedge.com to see how it's run (laughs) just one more plug to get it in there 
But I hope you guys do tune in and you go on this journey with me and you will see Grace again, as I said, and much more to come. So thanks so much for listening. Bye.